This message is brought to you by Living Faith Church. You can find us on the web at livingbyfaith.com. Today, I have a word for every one of us here, I, I, I believe. You know, I want to talk on the subject, dealing with your Goliath. Dealing with your Goliath. You know, um, all of us, when we were growing up, Everybody that has been a church person know about the story of David and Goliath. Everybody knows about it. And that is what I'm going to talk about uh, this morning. You know, the first thing I ask, who is Goliath? Yeah, Goliath. Okay, Goliath. Okay. Okay, who is Goliath? Okay. Uh, Good. We have the physical Goliath, and then we have the spiritual one. The physical one was a giant whose height was between six to nine feet tall. And his armor weighs 125 pounds. So, if anybody can put on 125 pounds attack and be able to move the leg, then you know that the person is a strong and a healthy person. This is the physical Goliath. Then we have the spiritual. The spiritual one stands for any giant problem you face in your life. Something that stands in your way to achieving what God has for you. Anything that makes you fear. You know, anytime Goliath tormented the Israelites for a long time, anytime he appears, they were all afraid and everybody would go into his tent. And it was a continuous thing that was happening. And every one of us can have Goliath in your life. You know, we have global Goliath. And today, what we are all fighting with is this COVID. It's a global Goliath. Even the scientists cannot find solution to it. With all their education, everything, they realize that this is beyond us. And so every time, there are new things coming up. Now this is coming up, this is coming up. And all of us, you wake up. Sometimes your Goliath can be health. You are fighting with sickness that uh, the doctors cannot even tell you the solution to it. Some of us may be economic Goliath. Some of us, it may be relationship that you are facing. All of us will face Goliath in one way or the other. In John chapter 16, verse 33, this is what Jesus said. I have told you this so that you have peace by being united to me. The world will make you suffer, but be brave. I have defeated the world. In the Message Bible, the same, in the Message Bible, I like the way the Message Bible puts it. It says, I have told you all this so that trusting me, 
you will be unshakable and assured, deeply at peace in the goodness in this world, in this godless world. You will continue to experience difficulties. But take heart, I have conquered the world. So every one of us, Jesus assured us, he warned us that in this world we'll have difficulties. We'll have things that stand on our way and when we look at it, say, God, how am I going to overcome this huge person, this giant that stands before me? How will I be able to overcome and deal with it? Jesus said, take heart, I've already overcome it. You know, it's like, you know, it's like you are watching, you know, Ghana, we are good in soccer. Or here, you, uh, you, uh, we call it football, and you call it uh, uh, soccer. Football, you, you do with your uh, uh, hands. I don't know how you call it football. <laughs> I don't know how you got it. <laughs> this is my thing. <laughs> so we call it here. And if you are watching uh, soccer, and then you don't know the end result, you sit down, and when the ball is going towards your, 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 your path, you feel your heart start becoming to pant. Are they going to score? Are they going to do it? But if you only know the result of it, and now you are watching the replay, your heart doesn't beat. Because you know that you have already won. It doesn't matter what they do. You know, you know the results. And this is what Jesus is telling us. You will face some of these giants. But the good news is that I have overcome the world. Amen? I've overcome it. So, what I'm going to say is that behind every Goliath is a demonic spirit. Listen to it again. Behind every Goliath is a demonic spirit. The Bible tells us in Ephesians 6.12, For we are not fighting against human beings. That is from the Good News Translation. But against the wicked spiritual forces in the heavenly world. The rulers, the authorities, and the cosmic powers of this dark age. Behind every problem you are facing. And it's it's a consistent problem. That keeps coming up up again and again, understand that there's a spirit behind that. It's very important. So how was David, a young man, inexperienced in battle, how was he able to overcome Goliath? And that is where I want you to listen to me. Because all of us, nobody here is above this giant we are all fighting especially the one that we are all in it now every country every and now presidents don't know what to do and they bring different instructions different today is this tomorrow is another thing uh, today the virus uh, you know imitate into another thing and here and nobody knows when we started l- last two years everybody thought it was three months everything will be over right now we cannot predict whether it will be the next year or whatever, nobody can predict. But 
How do we deal with it? Are you hearing me? Okay. And I believe there's a spirit behind it. That one, I believe it. Okay. I believe it. Okay. So let's see how David dealt with it. First Samuel chapter 17 verse 26. If you have it, put it on the screen. First Samuel 17, 26. And I want you to see a word. Then David spoke to the men who stood by him, saying, What shall be done for the man who kills these Philistines and takes away the reproach from Israel? For who is this? What is the word there? Uncircumcised Philistine. Watch that word. We'll come again to it. For who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he should defy the armies of the living God? Come to verse 36. Verse 36. It says, Your servant was killed, your servant has killed both lion and bear. And this what? Uncircumcised Philistines will be like one of them, seeing he has defied the armies of the living God. He used this uncircumcised word two times. Two times. You see, whenever you are reading the Bible, that we call the law of repetition. Anytime something is repeated, you need to take attention to it and say, what is it about? It's like Jesus speaking and saying, verily, verily, I say to you. He wants to make a point. David came to the scene. He saw everything that all the Israelites were seeing. Listen, he saw it. He saw the giant. He saw this man with all the armor and everything. But he saw something the other people did not see. Are you hearing me? It's very, very important because, you see, we, are, we all face the same thing. But the way you look at it, your perspective is very, very important. You know, um, he looked at the battle with a spiritual perspective. The Bible tells us in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 18, that is the good news translation. For our... For we fix our attention not on things that are seen, but on things that are not unseen. What can be seen lasts only for a time, but what cannot be seen lasts forever. You see, everybody was seeing a giant. David came and he did not see only a giant, but he saw something which other people were not seeing. You know, when the Israelites look at Goliath, they look at his height. They look at how giant is it with the armor and everything, and they were afraid. David came and he saw, and he looked at this man, yes, giant, huge. But he realized that, he used the word, this man is not circumcised. Oh, which other people did not see. What is circumcision? Circumcision in the Bible is a covenant relationship that God entered with Abraham 
and the seed and his seed. Are you hearing me? So that every and the covenant the Lord entered into Abraham said that your enemies will be my enemies. Those who bless you, I will bless them. Those who curse you, I will curse you. So when David looked at it, he was not looking at it from the physical point of view. He said, this person is an uncircumcised person. It means he doesn't have a covenant relationship with God. Are you, are you, are you hearing me? He didn't have a covenant relationship with God. And you know, the covenant was so important because, you see, the covenant relationship was a way that God could relate to them. Once you are in a covenant relationship with God, then it gives God the channel for him to deal with you. You see, the way God deals with covenant people is different. Even though we all will be here, but if you are a covenant child, and that's what I want you to come to. You see, David did not look at the height. He said, this person is not circumcised. I am circumcised. I am a covenant child. I have the promise of God. God promised my father, my great, great father, Abraham, that everybody that will rise up against us, if I am in the covenant relationship, he will be his enemy. Are you hearing me? So the, 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 prom, uh, the covenant relationship is this. Give me the umbrella and I'm going to explain to you. Because when you are in a covenant relationship, it serves as a covering. Are you hearing me? It serves as a covering. So I want you to know, because if you don't know something, this umbrella here is for a purpose. But you can have an umbrella and don't know how to use it. This umbrella for two purposes. When the sun is shining, I can put it on and then I can be covered. Or when it is raining. So when it is raining and I have the covenant, but I don't do anything about it, the rain will fall. But if I know how to operate it and it's raining and I open it like this, listen, the rain, the, co- the umbrella will not stop the rain. But the rain cannot fall on me because I am under the, the covenant. Are you hearing me? Are you hearing what I'm saying? It will be still raining outside. But so long as I have my umbrella, I am under a covering. And so it may rain as it wants, as heavy as it is, but it will not fall on me because I am under covering. That is what the covenant is all about. Are you hearing me? So David knew that he was a covenant child. And so he repeated the word, who is this uncircumcised Philistines? You are not a covenant child. And therefore you cannot overcome me. You see, the Bible says, he that dwelleth in the secret place of the most high God shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of my Lord, he's my refuge and my fortress. My God in him will I trust. Are you hearing me? 
So you must know your covenant relationship with Jesus. You see, when Jesus, that's why this morning we're going to take communion. When Jesus was dying on the cross, he told them, this blood is the new covenant that I am, he said, is the, is the thing that I'm sharing for you that enters you into the new covenant I have for you. Are you hearing me? And the new covenant is better than the old covenant. So if under old covenant, David was operating under the old covenant, he was able to defeat Goliath. And look at exactly how he defeated him. I want you to see where his confidence and everything. I want you to see how he defeated him. Um, give First Samuel chapter 17, verse 45 to 47. I'll read. Then David said to the Philistine, You come to me with a sword, with a spear, and with a javelin. But I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have what? So this is a spiritual battle. It's not a physical. You think you are fighting against us, Israel, and then threatening us. I don't see that. I see that you are defiling that covenant that God said, anybody that stands for me, I am for that person. You are defiling that word. You are making the word of God of no effect. And you are saying that that promise God gave to Abraham is not working. It's a lie. It's a lie. He said, no. Then he said in verse 46, this day the Lord will deliver you into my hand and I will strike you and take your head from you. And this day I will give the carcasses of the camp of the Philistines to the bears of the air and the wild beasts of the earth that all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel. Then all these assemblies shall know that the Lord does not save with sword and spear. For the battle is the Lord, and he will give you into what? My hands. Listen, I want you to see the balance here. I want, I want, it's, 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 it will help you a lot. You see, even though David had the stones, he never made mention of the stones. Because his confidence was not in the stones. You know, what I tell people, you see, listen, listen, you see, any battle that comes, there's a physical side and a spiritual side. Are you hearing me? But many times, we as human beings rely more on the carnal weapon. We rely more on the carnal weapon more than the spiritual. So people, what they see is what they believe. So seeing is believing. I tell people, you know, when this COVID came, listen to me. And then they said, look, uh, there's a shot. I said, yes, I'll get a shot. I'll fight it physically, but I'll fight it spiritually. David had the stone, but he never made mention of the stone. He didn't say, I am coming to you with five stones. No, because his confidence was not in the stone, but he had the stone. And God used the stone to defeat the enemy. You see, yes, I may do the covering. I may do the shot. 
But my faith and confidence is not in the shop or is in, not, not in the coffin because my faith is in God. He said, you come to me with spear and, and, and this. That's what you are coming to me. You are coming to me on the physical side, but I have something which is greater than the physical. And anything in the spiritual realm take precedence over the physical. If it happens in the spiritual realm, it will be manifested. Are you hearing me? So your confidence must be, so he said, look, I come to you in the name of the Lord Jesus and God will do that for me. This is the way we approach it. Hello? Are you hearing me? I, I'm here to tell you, this COVID has a spirit behind it. So don't only tackle it from the physical aspect. Yes, it's good, get a shot. Whatever you can do to protect yourself, do it. But don't put your faith in that. Because we are people who have got a shot and still got it. We are people who put on and still got it. Because if all that you have is only the shot and everything, then I'm sorry for you. But you must know that as Christians, we have something which is more greater. And that is your faith. That is your covenant relationship with Jesus Christ. You've entered into a covenant relationship with Jesus. And Jesus said, if you eat this, anytime we come for the communion, he said, as you take it, this is my body that is broken for you. Anytime I take the communion, I say, Lord, Jesus, your body knew no sickness. You died at a young age, very strong and healthy. And as I partake of this, I am exchanging my weak body, my sick body, with your body that was broken on the cross of Calvary. And I believe you for divine exchange to take place. If that is your faith, you see, I've seen people that have taken the communion that has brought healing and deliverance to them. If one shot can make me immune, communion can also make me immune. Depending on, yes, it's a, it's a covenant meal. It's a covenant meal. I am renewing my covenant with you. You said your blood was shed for me. And we believe that there is healing in the atonement. And so Father, as I take, drink this cup, which represents the blood of Jesus, that has never lost its power. I am believing and trusting you that any sickness in my system, as it gets into the system of my body, the blood, whatever the blood touches, changes everything. May he change. May it bring healing. May it bring deliverance. Yes, it bears. I'm a covenant child. That's why he said, you should not stop eating. He said, as long as you eat and you drink it, you proclaim my victory on the cross of Calvary. And he died for you. He died for me. So once we know you will only defeat your Goliath when you have covenant with God. As a child of God, once you have given your life to Christ, You've entered into a relationship with Jesus. It's a covenant relationship. That's why it's very, very important. You know, there's no time I'll talk to you about covenant practices. One of the covenant practices is coming to church. It's a covenant practice. Covenant meal, covenant people gathering together, gathering together. You know, paying your tithes and everything. It's covenant practice. You do it. It's a covenant practice. You see, anybody in a covenant relationship, you must practice it. 
If you don't practice it, the covenant will be lying there and it will not benefit you. Are you hearing me? That's why we come to, you see, when they opened up in Ghana, the first time they said, we should have only 100 people. And a church of 1,000 people, what are you going to do? I mean, over 2,000, 3,000 people, what are you going to do? You know what we did? We did 15 services. On Saturdays and Sundays. Saturday, we have three services in the morning. In the evening, we have three services. Then, on Sunday, service starts at 6 o'clock. They said we should have service for one hour. So, service starts at uh, 6 o'clock. I preach 6. My son preached 7. I preach 8. He preached 9. I preached 10. He preached 11. And that's how we did. We don't, you know, we and then, in the evening, we had also services. A lineup. Why? Because... Even, listen, listen to me, you see, it's people who don't know the importance of covenant practices. Let me ask you, when they close the bars and where they drink and they close everything and later on they opened, look at how they were excited to go to the drinking bar. It's only church people when they opened, they were not excited to come together. No, 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 what is the difference? What is the difference? They were, as soon as they opened, I've never seen or hear from anybody that I used to drink, I used to go to the bar, but since COVID, I don't go to the bar again. Have you ever seen somebody like that? They all go to the bar. It's only church folks that I used to go to church, but I'm not excited in going to church because of COVID. But they go to the bank. They go to the offices. They do everything. In fact, they go to games. They, they, they join in, in demonstrations and everything. And yes, and bed. when it comes to jail, COVID, COVID, your faith is down. I'm here. I'm here to encourage you. You are a covenant child. And once you know how to operate that umbrella, which is your covering, and you are under the covering, yes, it may be raining, but the rain cannot fall on you. And so, child of God, Rise up in faith and believe your God. He's able to protect us. He's able to keep us. Yes, in this world, you will have tribulation. But be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Maybe because you have good doctors and good hospital, that's why your faith is small. But if you live in the third world, where, <laughs> where you don't have good doctors, and you don't have all the money and everything, you always have to believe God. <laughs> your first faith is not in the medicine. Your first faith is in God, because if God does not come true, you are in trouble. <laughs> so, I'm here to encourage, encourage you. Amen? I'm here to encourage you. Your God, you are in a covenant relationship with God. And that's why we're going to take communion this morning. And listen, as you take it, have the, that intention. You are renewing your covenant with Jesus. And this is what I call covenant meal. And it's going to give you the strength. It is going to give you the energy to run the race that is ahead of us. We've not finished. We are yet beginning. And as we take it every time, every week, we renew our strength. We renew our energy. We renew our zeal to serve God. And those of you who you've gone down, those of you who are listening to me online, maybe 
The devil told you that thank you. Good. Maybe the devil told you as if, you see, some people believe that as if there's COVID in church, as if we have gathered all the COVID. And so when you come to church, you get COVID. I'm here to tell you, there are healing in church, not COVID in church. That's why we say, even when you are sick, come to church, because this is a healing place. And wherever you are, don't let the devil deceive you. The Bible says, don't neglect the meeting yourself together. It is so important. That's why Jesus said, in those days when Jesus said they should go to the upper room, it was more dangerous. Listen to me. They were they said, we want to kill Jesus and do away with these followers and the religion. Now, he tells them, go into one room. So, it is easy for the soldiers to come and kill all of them and arrest them. It was more dangerous. He would have told them, go and hide at different places so that when they kill one, at least there are 11 left. But he said, go to the same place because he knows what is better. Are you hearing me? We are social beings. It is not good for man to be alone. So don't let the devil let tell you. When you watch the animal kingdoms, if the lions want to catch a prey, what they do is that they chase them. And the one that is left alone and cannot run, it is easy for them to get it. That is what the enemy is doing. He wants to alone, alone game. I can serve God alone in the house. It's a lie from the devil. He wants to get you because when you're alone, he can get you. But when we come together, we come as an army. Are you hearing me? And the where we get in the presence of God, there is healing, there is joy, there is everything you can think about. Even if you need help, help come from God. And that is why I want to encourage everybody. If you have a friend, call him and tell him, look, I am under a covenant relationship with Jesus. And so I can go anywhere and know that I'm covered. Every morning when you are, you, before you leave the house, you do your devotion. Father, into your hands I commit my body, soul, and spirit. I am going into the world, but I'm praying you are the God that go before us. May you go before me. You said you will give your angels charge over me, lest I dash my feet against the stone. And so, Lord, I plead the blood all over me, and I am going, and I'll come back safe. You do that every morning. That's why when you're a Christian, you have no right to step out of your house without talking to God. Are you hearing me? Your personal devotion is very, very important because it's a practice of covenant people. It's a practice of covenant. And once you do that, you will always walk under divine covering. And when I am divine covering, I am covered. Amen? I pray that the Lord will touch each one of us today. Let's stand on our feet. And I want everybody to take the communion. I want everybody to take, take your cup and then we are going to uh, take time and remove and get your bread ready before. Don't eat until I say we should all eat. Help me with this.
The Bible says, the Bible says the same night when Jesus was betrayed, he took the bread and he said, this is my body that is, he blessed it and he said, this is my body that is broken for you. Father, I pray over this bread, which represents your body that was broken on the cross. Your body knew no sickness. You died at a healthy age. Lord, as we partake this emblem, which represents your bread, may it do that miracle that we all need. Every part of our body that is sick, we believe you for divine impartation and divine exchange to take place. Bless this emblem. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Let's all eat the bread which represents the body of Christ. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Your body was broken. The Bible says that after eating the bread, he took the cup. He said, this cup represents my blood that was shared for every one of you. The blood has never lost its power. It's still effective today. Father, we pray for this cup which represents your blood. I pray that as we drink of this cup, and it entered into the system of our body. May it correct even sickness that we are not aware of it. Let it correct it in the name of Jesus. Bring healing and deliverance. We are your covenant children. And thank you for the privilege. Because you knew in this world. We will face all these kinds of things. And that is why you provided the solution. And so as we partake it this morning. Do what no man can do for us. In the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. Let's all drink the cup which represents the blood of Jesus. Just begin to lift up your hands and begin to thank God. Begin to thank God. Thank Him for healing. Thank Him for healing. Thank Him, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We give you praise. We give you the glory. We give you the honor. We thank you, O oh God, in the name of Jesus. We bless you. Thank you for the strength that you've given us to run the Christian race. We thank you for renewing our covenant with you, O oh God. Father, we thank you. We magnify you. We exalt you for everything that you have done for us. We give you praise. We give you the glory. We give you the honor. We bless your name, O oh God.
we give you all the glory. We worship you alone. You are worthy to be. Sing it again. We give you all the glory. Give you Listen to me. As you live here, believe that God has touched you. Amen? And I want you to walk in the victory Jesus won for us on the cross of Calvary. Listen to this. You know, when America goes to play soccer or football with any nation, it's, we never participate. But the only people, the 12 or 22 players that participate, if they win, they say America has won. Are you hearing me? Jesus did the work for us. You don't need to do anything. But we have won because we are in a covenant relationship with him. He did it. He defeated the enemy. You don't need to be there yourself. Even the people in the team, maybe it was only one person that scored, but all of them, the team gets the glory. Jesus won for us. Are you hearing me? He won for us. So walk here in the victory that Christ has given us. And don't ever come under the bandage of the enemy. We are victors. We are more than overcomers. God richly bless you.